What is up? Live from Los Angeles, this is Dre's Geek Philosophy, the March 26th edition. March 26th. I hope I got the date right. Honestly, I don't know. We're good? We're good on the date. Yeah. <laughs> hey, if you're watching this live, be sure to hit that like button as you're watching the show. Tap on that like button because it helps get let everybody else know because... Facebook doesn't tell people that we go live. Sometimes it'll tell people, but it'll, it'll tell like five people that we're going live. And then we need those five people to tap the like button so that way it goes out to other people. And let's know. Then Facebook goes, oh, I guess people want to watch this show. So <laughs> we'll let more people know that it's going on. Yeah, Pete, you were telling me that I got to figure out there's some sort of way I can like create an event or do some sort yeah. of thing to let people know, hey, Dre's Geek Philosophy plans are going live at 8 p.m. on Monday night, and that gets set out to people so people can find it. Yeah. Ooh, everybody like. <laughs> like this page, please. Yeah, like the page or like, like like the videos. Just hit like, hit share. I just noticed it, mm-hmm. it added the, the button, the plus button. Uh-huh. So, like, so Jai's watching right now. You could add him. <laughs> I, if we wanted to add Jai Potter live right now watching, I could add him right now. I don't know if uh, no. <laughs> I don't know if we're ready for for to add Jai just spontaneously. <laughs> Maybe we can ask him what he thinks of the new Cobra Kai tra- trailer. Because uh, Sam Zia just uh, right now, right before we went on the air, uh, we, that's one of the many reasons why we were a little a few, a few minutes late today going live. Uh, Sam showed me the Cobra Kai trailer. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, YouTube Red apparently has a show. Which I think it's going to get people to give them money for oh, this yeah. YouTube Red nonsense. Because I've always been opposed to YouTube Red because I'm like, I'm the kind of person who always goes, you know, YouTube's been free, you should stay free. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what's this? It, premium content that I have to pay for. But I watched this Cobra Kai trailer and holy shit. Yeah. At, uh, not only did it look good, it, it feels very compelling, the, the, yeah. the, the premise of the show. Johnny, redeeming, trying to redeem himself, himself. make something of himself. And create a whole new set of Cobra Kai's. Yeah, like but it, it feels a little different. Like it's not, it's not malicious. I mean, yeah. well, I think he's helping a bunch of nerds. You did get it. I mean, how, how I Met Your Mother had a lot to do with like making that uh, resurgence of of of, of, of Johnny yeah. of, of sweeping leg. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's weird because I remember when I first heard about this, I didn't think it was real. I thought it was like, oh. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, we thought, like, like, like many things on the internet, you know, like, oh, just some made-up thing, someone making, you know, some fan thing. Yeah. Fan, fanfic. Yeah, fan, there you go. But, you know, I, I watched this trailer, and, you know, we have Danny LaRusso. <laughs> Forget. <laughs> Ralph Macchio is in it. We have, oh, like, it's the original actors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the, the guy who plays Johnny. Bill Zabka. William Zabka, man. William Thanks. Zabka, thank you. Bill Will- Zabka, he, you know, we had him uh, on with one of the shows around here. Uh, a couple of years ago. Oh, really? One of the one of the sports shows? Yeah. Uh, seriously, one of the nicest, most humble guys you'll ever meet. That which makes me so happy that this is happening. Because you would think that you know, like growing up, he was in, of course, obviously Karate Kid, but he was also in a bunch of other movies. Like oh, really, uh, in the eighties? Oh yeah. Uh, what was it? Uh, European Vacation. He was uh the do- the boyfriend of the daughter that cheated on her. Uh, she he always ended up playing a dick. In well, movies. he had a brand. Yeah, he played. Yeah. He played. He had a brand. It was he, established in Karate Kid. And, yeah, he, and, he, and he lived off that brand. Well, no, even before that, mm-hmm. like even before the Karate Kid, he was cast as like the teenage or childhood douchebag. I, I feel like it was Petros and Money that probably kept bringing yeah. him on. Yeah, the, it, those guys were the kind of guys who would bring on. Yeah, and uh, they did for sure. <laughs> but uh, he B and C movie people. Yeah, not to give out where we're at, but yeah, no, we're not giving away any information. No, <laughs> no, but that. <laughs> 
he is honest to hey, god one god. of the most humble and one of the most down-to-earth guys out there yeah like yeah back back when i used to listen to, to, to petros and money i i remember yeah like, it, it, it took me a minute i'm like i'm trying to think which of the which of the which of those shows from that back then that when back when i listened to the back when i used to listen to the normal radio okay. <laughs> now we just listen to the internet yeah so it makes me happy that this project really got rolling because he's that nice of a guy. And it's good to see that he didn't just have his entire career float away. And now people still remember and appreciate what he did as far as the work he did back in the 80s. Yeah, and it looks really good. It looks really compelling. It's like you know, they, they put together a really good – it looks like a really good story. Yeah. So I – I'm I I'm gonna I'm in. I was not in before this guy. I just thought, okay, just something, you know, blah blah blah. They're they're just doing a thing on YouTube Red. And I'm like, wait, this they got me. Uh, I'm on board. I'm on board. This looks good. You know what isn't good right now? Uh, right now on 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 video uh, on uh, actually show contributor Art Solorio. He sent me this uh this uh, article. Regarding, because right now there's a lot of re, a big thing in video games right now is remastering. Yeah, they they keep bringing back old games because mm-hmm. apparently, uh, m- much like movies, we've run out of ideas. Yeah, <laughs> and so we we have to pre- we have to prey on people's nostalgia. And of course, Nintendo's been doing this for for for, for 25 years. They've been preying on nostalgia, yeah. and uh, everyone else is getting in on this, mm-hmm. where they bring back their games from yesteryear that did really well to try to you know spark up that nostalgia and bring in some money yeah. and uh the call of duty series is no stranger to this mm-hmm. uh a couple of years ago when i was working at gamestop they they did a, a remake of the, the 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 call of duty game that caused it to become a global phenomenon modern warfare oh, okay. and that they included that as a part of buying the that year's call of duty because they were trying to make sure it would sell because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> call of duty has fallen in hard times it, it is not the world conqueror that it, that it used to be and apparently th- this fall or some point this year, they're 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 gonna bring their best game back, Modern Warfare Two. Um, apparently, most people feel that that was probably the the zenith, the peak. The peak. Uh, that was that was peak Call of Duty. But the thing is, as as Art told me all about, they're not doing online multiplayer, which um that was as the far, whole purpose of the damn game. Thank you, Sam. <laughs> you read my mind. The whole point of the game is to go online and shoot your friends. Yeah, shoot your friends. Shoot your friends. Shoot your enemies. Shoot your frenemies. Frenemies. <laughs> Go to interesting places. Kill people you meet there. <laughs> They're not taking it online. And I that is people and, don't play Call of Duty for the campaign. And it's not like it's the, not a single player game. This is not this is ni- this is not nineteen ninety five. Where you would only like play games for the campaign. On it was that good to begin with. Exactly. Exactly. And and Art notified me of this because he wanted me to talk about it on the mm-hmm. show. And man, it's uh ridiculous. On oh, uh, twitch.tv forward slash Dre GP podcast. That's the that is our Twitch stream link. And I, I can't post a link because I'm don't have a keyboard in front of me, and then I'd have to I'd be touching the screen. All right, wait, Sam will will post up you know twitch.tv forward slash Dre GP podcast. Sam will take care of that for me over there. So yeah, this is insane. A, a game. That is popular because of online multiplayer. They're doing a remake of their greatest multiplayer game, and you can't. You're not going to be able to play it multiplayer. And they're going to ask people to pay forty bucks for this. Wow, ridiculous, right? What's, what's, what's the idea? Uh, uh, Praying on stupidity. <laughs> yeah, uh, they're, they're trying to, you know, 
capitalize on on the uninformed. Yeah. Um, there, I, I feel like there's going to be a significant number of people who are going to buy this game thinking it's going to be online multiplayer. They're going to take it home, or they're going to buy it digitally, even worse. And they're going to like fire it up and like, all right, where's multiplayer? <laughs> well, 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 what do you mean there's no multiplayer? What do you mean I can't go online? What? It, it just it, it's it's insanity. Like I don't know what I don't know what the, yeah. Like it, like you just asked me, what's the motivation? I don't know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, well, if that, if that was the best part of the game. Like, why remove it? Like, I know. Uh, show contributor Art. He speculates that because they they fundamentally changed the way the game is played mm-hmm. uh, within playing online. Yeah. Um, it, much like our current economy, if you did well, the rich get richer. Theoretically, in the game, like if, if you were killing a lot of people within the game you would get better weapons like I remember one of my, one of my favorite um uh comics from uh <laughs> from a penny arcade a really great online comic they, they did a thing where like oh every time you'd get more and more kills like you get oh okay oh nuclear it was like you'd get a, a bigger and bigger thing so if you've got a 10 kill streak oh you got this thing that lets you see everyone on the map you got a 15 kill streak you would get a <laughs> You'd get like a nuclear device. You get twenty, yeah. or like, or like, you get you know a missile thing will drop on you. Or like, I remember one of my favorites. Like, oh, there was one where like you get twenty kill streak. Packs of wild dogs would appear and just <laughs> maul everyone. And then in the online comic, it was like, oh, T Rex, because you would hear it. Like, like, oh, hounds incoming. Yeah. And then they 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 they'd make fun of it. it like T Rex incoming. <laughs> it's like what the hell? Uh, Modern Warfare Two. Well, mm-hmm. well, like a lot of the Call of Duty's would have this, you know. Where you get the kill streaks, but apparently, oh, and, and Sam has just fixed the camera for the Twitch stream. If you're watching the two people right now on Twitch, or maybe more, again, that number up there is not accurate. Yeah, you can see us. <laughs> so they have fundamentally changed it. Where now yeah. you, it's not a, you don't get the kill streak if you kill 15 people in a row without dying, 20 people in a row. You get nuclear weapon incoming. It's like you could kill everyone on the map. Like if you got a 30 kill streak, then all right, kill everyone on the map. Wait, the rich keep getting richer. They changed it. Mm-hmm. I guess I don't know if to make it more more appealing for casual gamers, where you'd have to score you're like, oh, they, you'd score things. So people like shitty people like me, who would get points for you know, up oh, there you go. And art uh, posted a quote: "Score streaks softened up for a more casual experience as opposed to a kill streak." So if you weren't very good at killing, if you were like me, I'm good at assisting. Like, oh, I put a few bullets in that guy before the guy who's way better than me killed that guy. <laughs> I'm the king of assists. In, in, in Destiny, I was in the top one percent for assists. Oh, wow. <laughs> I wasn't very good at actually killing the person. <laughs> but damn, did I get those assists. I was like the Magic Johnson of Destiny. <laughs> I was like John Stockton of Destiny. I would get that assist. So it's, it's insane to me. Like, but, but because, and, and as Art has explained to me, yeah, because they changed the game, mm-hmm. they, they would have to go back and, of They'll course, figure out how to do it. Because if they released this, you know, Modern Warfare 2, the way it was, the way it was back then, it would go back to kill streaks and... Activision and whoever the developer, you know, it's, and honestly, those, those those developers are long gone. Those were that, that game was like years ago, back when I the second time I worked for a game, or actually no, that wasn't the second time. It was, I was still working for Nintendo. Take a drink, and yeah, and then and Art speculates that because they don't want to go back and change it, and like, oh, and like, hey, look, here's what you've been missing these last few Call of Duty games. And that's why they removed. The yeah, thing. see, it's gonna it's gonna contradict. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. It might contradict with their agenda, their current agenda. Yeah, and it, it'll remind everyone. It'll, it's going to remind everyone how good multiplayer gaming used to be without yeah. loot boxes and without all the nonsense. Back back when multiplayer gaming was a lot more fun. So that, that that's what's happening right now. And then we always obviously we want to thank show contributor Art for that one. Uh, so we appreciate our show contributors. Mm-hmm. They send us content. So show contributor Irv Dampatapa sent me a great article today. Yeah. 
a, a, a game developer conference happened recently. And the, they have panels, much like Comic-Con mm -hmm. or your conventions. Uh, they have panels, and sometimes they'll have retrospectives. Yeah. Uh, they got together, a bunch of, they did a retrospective for NBA Jam. So I, I knew this would be near and dear to the heart of Sam Zia. Yes. I, I'm sure you were a big fan of, of NBA Jam back then. I was, too. I, I, fun, I funneled many quarters into the NBA Jam machine at GameStuff back in the day in Monterey Park, MPK. <laughs> but, man... I was reading this article and they brought up the dude uh, as, as, Sam, as Sam before I even could get to it in the pre-show pre meeting. Sam's like, "Oh yeah, the, the the guy who does the voice in NBA Jam, who will not hesitate to tell you that he was the voice of NBA Jam." They brought him out. He was the moderator for it for for the for the panel. He was the moderator for the panel, and then he produced a whole lot of um uh, like paraphernalia. You know, pictures and data about like he, apparently he has a bunch of ROMs. Like he has a bunch of access to like a lot of the original data. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, and. He was. They were talked about a lot of the things about the game. Like one of my favorite things I saw was a baseball player, Ken Griffey Jr. He commissioned Midway to get a custom version of the game. I guess so he could be he himself could be in the game. He had to take photos of himself in the same format, <laughs> like one where you're looking up, looking down, looking at the sides. That way they could put his face into the yeah. game accurately. So he he commissioned that. Apparently the NBA did not want to put the NBA logo or anything on this game initially. Because the perception of arcades back in 1991, 1992 were in, like, dirty areas. And, like, the league offices for the NBA were in New York. And so arcades were frequently, like, associated with prostitution and drug deals, <laughs> apparently. That, that, that's what the article said, yeah. like, uh, that they didn't want to do that. And then, I guess, uh, Midway and the guys who made NBA Jam, they went back and they, they recorded, like, kind of like a sizzle reel of kids playing, like, at bowling alleys and family fun centers. Try uh, to show the NBA, oh, no, no. <laughs> look! Look! Look at the look at the potential. Mm -hmm. And it was crazy. The NBA was like wasn't initially on board, but then they kind of like got turned around. And it's it's just so so good. Um, they they showed the list of all. They sh oh, this is as a particular interest to you, Sam. They showed the list of all the players they wanted in the game, but obviously they couldn't have. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, I know at that time Michael Jordan was exclusive to EA. I know. I think Shaq was exclusive, to, or the, he. I think he might have been exclusive. Shaq to EA. was exclusive to Shaq Fu. Yeah, Shaq was exclusive <laughs> to to, to, the, to the way of his fist. Yeah, and um, one other thing, Midway was trying to find out if they could get Michael Jackson's jam. They wanted the song Jam to be the official song of NBA Jam, obviously. Oh, well, oh, I uh, imagine what that would have cost. Oh, good. No kidding. Well, that's the thing, though. It would have probably cost a lot, for sure. But Michael Jackson's no stranger to providing mm, soundtracks video to video games. No, yeah. Sega, he and Sega had a very good relationship. Yeah, he did a... Across... I, a long time. Rumor has it he he penned the soundtrack for Sonic 2. I believe it was Sonic 3. Was it Sonic 3? I, I think was, he had Sonic, Sonic 2 also, but Sonic 3, if mm. you listen to it, there yeah, are we, very many striking resem resemblances oh, yeah. to Michael oh. Jackson songs. No, like real talk. So, you know, and, uh, on Facebook, Jai says, oh, the game started making $800 a week. Oh, no, Jai. <laughs> that game, they showed a metric the first year of NBA Jam made a billion dollars. Wow. That game generated one billion with a in, B. In quarters. In quarters. <laughs> in quarters. Wow. A billion dollars in one 400 year. 400 billion quarters went into this. <laughs> 100 billion quarters. Dun, 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 dun. I was astounded. When they showed that on the panel, they kind of showed, like, oh, that same year, like, Jurassic Park made, like, 300 and something million dollars. But, like, by comparison, 
freaking NBA Jam. One a billion. That boom, like blew my mind. Yeah. And they showed it, it was like it was over a quarter million plays. You know, like a quarter million. You know. Yeah. I was like, whoa, what? The, I mean, a quarter million full games. So, oh, four quarters. You know. Yeah. That's, now, they that's, remade the game in 2013 for uh, PS3. Uh, I, think it was a, I think it was a little bit earlier than that because I think or I was, was still was working it? for Nintendo because at, at 13, I, was, I had already left Nintendo. I remember because that was a big deal for them to get it on PS3, 360, and for, to get onto the Wii. Cause I, yeah. Because I think it was like it was 2011. Yeah, no, I got it for the PS3, and it was still the same action, same fun that you had. <laughs> and really, it felt it's nice having the updated graphics and the nostalgia kick. That's a series I'm surprised didn't continue like once with an iteration once every four yeah. or five years. Yeah, because uh, yeah, because you know they did the original one and they did, they did the tournament edition. I remember yeah. that was the. Although I think that might have been the home home console version. I think I'm, that's the one I might have had for the Genesis. Yeah. Oh, Jai Polder on Facebook Live confirms it was Sonic 3, and you could totally tell which track yeah, it is. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I wonder if he did any of the music for Sonic and Knuckles. <laughs> it, it is weird, though, because games like NBA Jam kind of went by the wayside, and then he got the, what was it, the 20th anniversary of it to kind of remind people of what it was like. Yeah, because I, I think I, I'm pretty sure I have it. I, I know I bought it on PS3. Yeah, I have it as out. well. But also another game that went by the wayside that had a similar theme to it was NBA Street. Oh man, NBA I missed Street that game Volume so Two much. was that, one of the greatest games I've ever laid my hands on. Oh God, NBA Street that that was like that was the the spiritual successor to NBA Jam. Absolutely, that that game that game was so much fun. I uh, oh, I, that's a game. I'm sorry. Yeah, Volume of, Two was the greatest. All of the EA big stuff, the SSX, all of that stuff went by the wayside. All of the fun games that EA used to put out have gone away, and now you're get you get stuck with just recycled crap and stuff that they're going to try to gouge you with microtransactions. Yeah, it's crazy. Because, yeah, like, you know, they, they've been doing a lot of these retrospective um, panels. I and mean, you go back and you look. You know, it's obviously a frequent topic here. You know, we look back and like, oh, what era, you know, was the best? And nowadays, everything's very corporate. Everything was just. Yeah. It, it's, it's very um, <laughs> watered down, <laughs> diluted. Diluted. Hey. For, the, for the lowest comedy nominator. It's like we. Uh, frequently here on Dre's Geek Philosophy, we lament the past, the the good old days. Because I'm an old guy, and old I'm guy. sitting here. I'm, I'm going to be that guy who's going to sit on sit on the front porch of my, of my house and like get off my lawn. <laughs> I remember when NBA Street was the shit. It, it it's it's rough, but you know, let let me tell you one thing that does not suck. Let me tell you oh what doesn't suck right now. Where we are in the ideal era right now, oh boy, okay. professional. Fucking wrestling right now. We are in oh. the freaking, we're in a renaissance of independent. And I'm not talking WWE right now. WWE is, that's corporate wrestling. Yeah. I, I still watch it. I, you know, I still freaking, I still watch Me and my friends, we're all going to get together in a couple weeks for WrestleMania. Mm. We're going to sit there primarily just to make fun of it because we do it together as a group. That's like we. we Although we, Daniel we, Bryan's we, coming back, Daniel Bryan's coming back. That that's that's amazing. That happened in the last week. This one wrestler, he was forced to retire because of concussions, oh. two years ago because he had hit, hit his head too many too times, many. too many times. But apparently, he has um gotten the clearance. He he has apparently he found some sort of oxygen chamber or some sort of like <laughs> treatment yeah. that, that allowed his brain to heal enough. So doctors, even the WWE doctor, that kept preventing him from clearing because. WWE doesn't want him to die in the ring. <laughs> so apparently he got cleared. So that, that gives all of us wrestling fans a little bit of hope. But no, what I'm talking about, yesterday, right here, right here in Southern California, Long Beach, 
New Japan Pro Wrestling. I brought this up before. I continually bring up New Japan Pro Wrestling. New Japan Pro Wrestling came to America for the second time on their own. They've come before and you know, they partnered up with Ring of Honor. They partner up with other companies. Yeah. They do co-promoter shows. But last year, in July, they came here to Long Beach. They went to the Long Beach Convention Center. I, I talked about it when it happened last year. They had a show. They sold it out instantly. They put on a great show, and they promised us they were coming back. They came back yesterday. Myself, guess who were here on the show? Kia Fam, Josh Jackson. Josh took care of the tickets for us. He handled that business. We had awesome seats, but to be honest, the venue they were in. So the last year was the Long Beach Convention Center, yeah. which was an okay venue. We had awesome seats just out of pure luck. This year, it was at Cal State Long Beach. Yeah. They were in the, the, the Walter Pyramid. And as, as Sam has said so <coughs> during our pre-show meeting, not a bad seat in the house. Great place to watch basketball. Turns out, amazing place to watch professional wrestling. And man, oh man, when we walked in, holy shit. It's like I, I compared the venue because in Japan, they obviously have the Tokyo Dome. It's like that's they use that once a year. They do their biggest show. Yeah. But there's a venue that they use all the time. They're like every wrestling, it's a smaller venue, it's a very intimate venue called Korokin Hall. And when I watch, when I see, when I see they, when they do shows from there, yeah. the lights are on. Most most shows they usually kill the lights so you can just focus on the ring. But at this place, it's a very small venue. There's maybe like a thousand, two thousand people. Yeah. And it was kind of that uh, that that um that yeah, that, that feeling that feeling there yeah. when we were at at this Walter Pyramid. Like the lights were on, but everyone had a good seat. Like we we all could clearly see the ring. It wasn't that far. If you go to my Instagram, and um. Uh, and um, if you see on my Instagram, boom, you can see the ring. The ring, like we could clearly see everything. We could hear everything in the ring when 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 the, when the American wrestlers were were you know yelling at each other. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. And 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 to top it off, it was an amazing show. Like if you appreciate like storytelling, like and that's the thing. I, I, a friend of mine, she had never seen. I brought her with me yesterday. My friend Rosa. Hey there. <laughs> she came along, and it was her first ex- exposure to new. And I was kind of explaining everything, yeah. and then. You got to see it was just, it was amazing. Like compared to watching a WWE match, sometimes it can get boring and it gets very contrived. But they go out there and they put their passion into it. Like there was a match where it was, it was a comedy match. There was these two badasses and this one comedy dude. This, this dude, his whole offense involves punching you in the dick, <laughs> sneaking in a chair and hitting you with it, uh, removing the removing the padding. I, I watched the replay of this match last night, so I know which yeah. one you're talking. Yeah, Toru Yano. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, the guy's Tori, a goof. The, he's and a total it's, goof. it's so great. It's like they kept him out of the ring for the most time. We were chanting for him. We we're like, Yano, yeah. We wanted this guy in the because we like, and I was explaining to my friend Rosa. I'm like, oh, watch when that guy gets in here, we're all gonna lose our shit. <laughs> I'm like, he's not a good wrestler. <laughs> he's a comedy wrestler, but it's just. And that's and that was like I was saying, I explained the big difference between watching a WWE show versus watching this Japanese wrestling. Mm-hmm. Is in, in WWE they're not really allowed to like show their um, emotions. Like yeah. they're not allowed to have fun. Honestly, it's like they go out there and they're they're given the, you know they're given their mission. Oh, you're supposed to do this. This person's supposed to win. We're supposed to make him look better. End of story. Fuck Roman Reigns. <laughs> We're supposed to make him look strong. Yeah. Got to make Roman look strong, bro. <laughs> In the, in this show, like they they do have a purpose mm-hmm. and they get them. They have an idea in mind. Like the wins and losses. Like if this person is if a person is winning, that means they're moving that person forward to go challenge for a title. The story is progressing. It's like it's like watching an anime. <laughs> That's like the sto- and there's a story that goes on in the middle of the fight. Like when we're watching Dragon Ball. Yeah. <laughs> there's a story happening. It's not just you know, 
is Freeze going to betray us? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know. You, at the same thing when you're, when you're watching wrestling, oh, is something back in there? Oh, is that person going to make the comeback? Mm. Is, is, is it what, what's going on? Yeah. And so we got to see these stories developing. The the, the funny little tag match. It should have been a throwaway shitty match. And it was great. The, 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 the bad guys, the, the heels, these two badasses, they kept yelling people, at people in the crowd. And my friend Rose, she was like, these guys are hilarious. Like, you're saying they're like, fuck you. They're flipping off the crowd. They're, they're talking to people. and They're talking to people in the rooms. You can just see them. And then and you can see that the wrestlers are having fun. Yeah. They're having a good time. They're in there. In them in entertaining themselves, they're entertaining the crowd, and everyone just sucked in. We're chanting, we're yelling. This other dude, the tag team partner of this Yano guy, he was just getting the shit kicked out of him. He's doing you know, all these hope spots. Like you, it's like watching Krillin in Dragon Ball. So I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, like, I will make references so you can understand, and so our viewers can understand as well. It's like he's just, he's just taking an ass. These two badasses are just pounding him in the ground. And then he slips away. He gets a, a lucky elbow. He goes and makes the tag. This other dude comes in. Ah, he tries to punch the dude in the nuts and he catches him. <laughs> He's like, oh no! He tries to grab him by a hair, drag him down because he just cheats. Like that, that's that's his whole, his whole gimmick. He cheats, <laughs> and he's trying to cheat against these bad guys. <laughs> <laughs> who are better at cheating than he is. Oh, damn. <laughs> oh, they're so great. Like, they all end up outside, and then this dude, he makes it look like he's going to jump over the ropes because that's a big thing. You know, like, oh, jump, do a dive. And you see, he bounces off the ropes, and instead of running towards the ropes and jumping over, he runs to the corner and he removes the safety pad. That's like his, and then the crowd goes wild. <laughs> <laughs> he did eventually lose, but that, that's beside the point. Okay. We got entertained. Then so. the, it's a show. Yeah. And then you see all these impressive moves. And, then, and again, like the big thing with Japanese, there was this storytelling that goes on. And like, and everything, like, there was this other guy that we lost our minds when he came out. He, he didn't come to last year's show. This guy, Minoru Suzuki. This guy is my friend Josh. That, this is like his favorite wrestler. And this dude, he's just an angry, angry man. Oh, man. He's like, he comes out, he has a towel over his head. And it's great because his, his ring music. It's this big Japanese pop star, like this female pop star, who like who thinks he's she thinks he's amazing. She wrote him a, a song, and then like and like he comes out and like this is this pop song is going on, and it's great. The crowd interacts with the song. There's a part in the song like I'd heard it before from watching the wrestling, and I, like, I was saying like Josh, Josh, what do I say? Because because <laughs> you're supposed to yell out this one specific song, and then you, and it's the whole crowd just yells it out at once. And it was like you know, there's a phrase you're supposed to yell, and you're just like it felt so electric. The crowd, yeah. and my friend Rosa, she was just like, "That was fucking amazing!" <laughs> like, just because her first, like, her first time perspective, she just like, she was overwhelmed sensory wise. And me, I, you know, in, in this wrestler, like, and as Kiet Fam just said on Facebook Live, he gives no fucks when he out, he's out the wrestle. Like him and this other guy, Ishii, they Easy were Ishii, Ishii, God damn it, straight Sam. out of Compton. <laughs> they they're hitting each other as hard as they can. That's the whole thing. Like Japanese wrestling, it's like the show is called Strong Style Evolved. And Strong Style, they're literally at, like you know WWE. They kind of do their fake punches. They they stop their punches short. They slap their legs. These guys were hitting each other. You could see their chests getting red from hitting each other. And they're like, and then like they'll just stop. They're like, come. And like they'll stop. Come on, hit me again. Hit me harder. Like one guy was like, no, hit me again. No, that wasn't hard enough. Hit me again. You just see him ah ah and like and like that that same noise like was actually the. Their forearms hitting each other in the chest. Oof. Oh, it's just. And then you see this, this Suzuki guy. At one point, like, he's already scared. He's always angry. And then, like, he's getting hit and he's just smiling. 
and it's the creepiest smile I've ever seen. I'm like, oh my god, I didn't think Suzuki could be scarier. Suzuki is smiling, and he's just doing this creepy smile. I can't even replicate how creepy a smile was. If you if you have access TV or if you have access to New Japan World, you know, but you just see him smiling at the, at the, at the other guy hitting him, and it's like. <laughs> I got a good view of it. I'm, like I said, we had great seats, and I'm just like, and I'm, I, I turned to Josh. I'm like, your boy smiling is even scarier than when he's when he's angry. That that was terrifying. <laughs> I'm like, I'm a, I'm legit scared. <laughs> good God. It's like that. Uh, what was it? Uh, like the weapon that you see. He's like lighting his hand on fire. Mm. And he's just smiling. And it's like, yeah, it's yeah. it's like that. It's like you see the sociopath, the yeah. psychopath smile at you. You're like, oh no, <laughs> yeah, that's not good. He's smiling. <laughs> just the show was just. Top to bottom, like except with the exception of one, there was one match. Mm-hmm. One match, like it's funny because I, I go, I, I obviously go online and I check reviews to see yeah. what uh, uh, what people thought. It for us in the crowd, the crowd was dead. Like because a lot of times we're just clapping along. Well, like one of my favorite wrestlers came out, Tetsuya Naito. We were clapping along with songs. His song is badass. And we're clapping along with song when stuff's going on. Everyone's like. Because like, we were kind of like it's sort of like kind of bleachers. We're, we're, we're everyone stomping the bleachers at the same time, like boom, boom, like and then the, the, the whole place is rumbling from everyone stomping oh, the bleachers. It was such an amazing experience. But this one match, the crowd was dead. You can just who was it? It was a the Jay White uh, switchblade, or as someone cleverly yelled out, knife pervert. If you watch <laughs> videos of him of his introductions, he is making love. Or he is seductively being one with a lot of knives. Oh, and wow. so yeah, a, a guy behind us yelled out, "Knife pervert!" <laughs> no, because it, yeah, it turned into the uh, well. To put it in perspective for you, Sam, it turned into the room. We all just started yelling shit because for twenty minutes the crowd was dead. Oh, and oh my god, because like because because uh, in Japan they treat it like a sport. Mm-hmm. Like that that that's another big difference. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They, they they treat they it like it. they they report, they report on it. There's press conferences yeah. where there's actual Japanese press there mm-hmm. reporting on it, and then every five minutes they'll let you know how much time has elapsed. Like someone, it, it was funny because at this American show, it's like there would be a guy doing the Japanese, and this other dude would be like, five minutes have elapsed. <laughs> and then of course me being me, <laughs> I like I like because it was so dead those first five minutes, and like at the top of my lungs I yell out like so they go five minutes have elapsed. I'm like that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I got a decent pop on that one. Yeah. And then, and then, oh, and then, yeah. And then the other guy, the blade per, blade pervert, he got a huge pop. We're all just laughing and we're just yelling. And at some point, because of one of the wrestlers, he's right now, his his arch enemy is the dick flip wrestler. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. His, his arch enemy, like, yeah, yeah, Joey like, Ryan. Yeah, yeah. Joey Ryan wasn't there, but Joey Ryan's arch enemy was, he but was, but his the, dick was there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In spirit, I'm sure his dick was there. Like, so right now, like, did we, it have a resurrection? Actually, did no. It, if you watch the YouTube show Being the Elite, there's a they actually have this whole arc of Joey Ryan being exposed to being a penis pretender. And yes, I yelled that out at the top of my lungs at the guy who called Joey Ryan a penis pretender because he was wrestling. And there's a point in the match where I'm like, like he's um, where the, this guy, um, Hangman Page, or as they call him on this YouTube show, Hungman Page, because he's been challenging. He's like, I'm the big dick wrestler, not Joey Ryan. <laughs> so he's standing over this switchblade, Jay White, or as someone else called him, like, like uh, skinny, uh, even paler John, uh, John, John, John Cusack. <laughs> yeah, we were just, oh, I think we called him Kylo Ren at some point. <laughs> I think my, my buddy Juan kept calling him Kylo Ren. I'm like, oh man, we gotta yell that out louder. <laughs> At some point, he's standing over Jay White, and I'm like, hit him 
with your dick, Paige. <laughs> <laughs> that got a that got an okay pop. I was like, all right, I got it. And then every and then, of course, every, we're just all yelling shit out. Like everyone's like, I there was stuff you could barely hear from the other side of the yeah. arena, and we're like, other people around me started yelling some funny ass shit. And we're and then of course and, and Juan, much like our, our buddy Juan uh, Juan Carlos, like when we're watching WrestleMania, we we, and we have a point system. Mm-hmm. Whenever someone says something really funny, we give them points. And then at the end of the night, oh, funniest person. Is, is is champion? champion. And so my buddy Juan, Juan and Ankit, they're just handed out, handing out points. <laughs> We're like, oh, points. <laughs> We're just handing out points to all the people around us because we are so bored for those twenty plus minutes. Oh, it man. felt like an eternity. It, it was the second to last match of the night because we everything who was. He, who was he going against? Oh, it was Jay White versus Hangman Page. So okay, it was the Dick wrestler. Hangman, Hangman Page yeah. is the Dick wrestler. Yeah. And Jay White is the blade pervert. Yeah, okay, gotcha. <laughs> the, the, the knife pervert. <laughs> see, I only watched the first hour last night yeah. before I fell asleep. Oh, there so. was a couple matches I wanted to see. I want to see the Will Ospreay match. Oh, yeah. That was a great match. That, every match Will Ospreay's in is fucking great. It, that, that was, to watch that live, it was insane to watch that match live. Because you know, I've seen him on TV, but to see him come out and flip, flop, and fly yeah. was insane. To see how high he actually gets. Because like from a TV perspective, it's really hard. And you know what sucks? What sucks? Everything I keep reading is that the, the people who produce the show, the, the Access TV, they did a bad job, apparently, of like camera work. Because like, obviously, I didn't need a camera because I had my ojos. Yeah. <laughs> but apparently, uh, yeah, uh, I guess everyone's like, oh, we, we, I need to watch it on New Japan World instead or something. <laughs> And and uh, and even WWE Hall of Famer Jim Ross, he he calls the matches. That's one of my favorite parts about watching New Japan Pro Wrestling is that you get to hear J, uh, Jr. do his thing, and I love Jr. I, I know you love him, but he did a uh, from from everything I've read, and actually, honestly, he does not do a good job on New Japan Pro Wrestling because he, he doesn't know the people as well. I'm sure. Oh, he well, well, it's not just that. He, it's very evident that this is a paycheck for him. And like he's mailing it in. He is completely and utterly like he's talking about everything but the match. He's he's more concerned of making funny. He, they they make fun of the product. Like he is making fun of the product a lot. And then like, everyone online's like, you know, he's he's kind of being disrespectful to it. Where like they ha- they're um, New Japan. They have their own American commentators mm-hmm. who actually do treat it with a little bit more dignity. Yeah. But mm-hmm. unfortunately, you have this legend, Jim Ross. Is like like he doesn't care. He doesn't give a fuck. Uh, and it's funny. Apparently, at some point during the during the live broadcast, the other guy, um, uh, Josh Barnett, yells out, yeah. "Get them the fuck out of the ring! <laughs> get those fucker! Oh, get those fuckers out of the ring!" Yeah. Apparently, that went over live on the air. Oh yeah, no, you could hear it. <laughs> you no, uh, that's no. no he joke. said it into the mic. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I was listening. You were listening. You I was listening. Get I, those fuckers out of the ring. I was wondering why the hell they were cursing, and I was like, "Yeah, this must be the thing that must be the thing to do in New Japan Pro Wrestling." No, actually, yes. The, the, a lot of the wrestlers will like because in Japan they'll just say they fuck yeah all the time. Especially yeah. the there's a, there's one guy with a big beard. Like if you see, there's a little bald guy with a giant beard. He normally comes out with Okada. That's the guy who's in charge of writing all the stories. He's one of the wrestlers. Hmm. And he and he is very he will yell motherfucker all the time. <laughs> he he tries to work in as many motherfuckers into the match as much as he can. But oh, it's just an awesome experience. I I, I really I I try, I'm always trying to turn more people onto it. And my friend Rosa, I got her into it. Like because yeah, you know. well, my friends had an extra ticket. I hit her up. I'm like, yo, what are you doing right now? You're coming with me to New Japan Pro Wrestling. <laughs> and she's like, hell yeah, let's go. And it was a it was oh so good. Great time. It was like she, she was blown away, and now she wants me to explain even more. Like, I was like, "All right, we're gonna we're gonna watch a lot of New Japan World. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fire it up on my fire stick, and we're gonna watch watch a bunch of other ja- crazy Japanese wrestling." Nice. I got the it, feeling I'm gonna be catching up on a lot of that with Lily. She can't wait for WrestleMania, by the way. Oh, awesome! She's I, 
She is so excited about that. Uh, ha- have you sat down and watched the mix match challenge with her? A couple of them, yeah. Yeah, because I see now that see that right there. That's closer to what New Japan is because that mix match challenge is very much they let them go out there and have fun. Yeah, and it's it's just it's a I, I, a lot of my friends shit on it because like oh god they're just they're just goofing off. I'm like, it's entertainment. Yeah. You're supposed to be entertained. Yeah. And 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 that's why I feel like it's silly and it's dumb because like, this whole mixed match challenge, they put a, a male wrestler and a female wrestler and they go in there and, and they do a match, but it's it's actually very contrived. Mm. <laughs> and a lot of times they, they put like the biggest guy yeah, they, they, with, they, with the, with they the purposely little... purposely mixed match. Purposely mixed match. They put this big guy with this little girl and then they, this little one, she's like five foot nothing and he's like six foot eight. <laughs> And they keep having this like weird like sexual tension between the two of them. The Braun Strowman, Alexa yeah, Braun Strowman Bliss. and Alexa Alexa Bliss are tagged yeah. together. And it's like we're gonna go all the that- way. And then she looks up. She's like, "What?" And he's like, "To the finals of the challenge." And she's like, and "She's like, oh, relieved." Lily was like at the moment where uh, Braun Strowman caught Alexa Bliss, and they had that little oh yeah so that she- starstruck the star cro- the star crossed moment between them. So she Lily was trying. Off- Lily needed the explanation. Oh. <laughs> Oh, I, was, I, was, I felt bad. I was like, oh, man, I, I was explaining like, this to someone honey, else. birds and bees. Let me go birds through them for you. No, because there's a point where, like, she falls off the ring and he catches her, but then she winds up mounting him. Like, she's mounted on top of him <laughs> in a very compromising position. Yeah. And and the look on Braun Strowman's face was the look of every surprised virgin yeah, when there's that, a girl on top of him. That's the thing. Like, his character, like, Braun, like, so his character, like, as, as I'm yeah. saying, this, his character, Braun Strowman, on the regular TV show, it's all, you're going to get these hands. And then on Mixed Match Challenge, he has more personality. He's hilarious. <laughs> Team Little Big's going to beat your ass. <laughs> yeah, that's what they call themselves. Team Little Big. They, they all gave themselves ridiculous names. And it's I, I love more the ridiculous shit. That's, yeah. I, that's what I'm here for. I mean, yeah. obviously, I'm a ridiculous man. Clearly. A w, so to get you back in the fold, WWE needs to bring back the gobbledygooker. Oh, no. no well, not, oh, well, there's a limit to ridiculousness, my friend. <laughs> there's a limit to ridiculousness. No, it has to be entertaining. <laughs> there is a limit. There is an upper limit. Yeah, the room. That's an upper limit right there. Well, no, that's the thing. You were saying uh, how much you were enjoying like the match that sucked. You were... We turned nuts. it into the, because of the crowd. See, again, yeah, and the crowd appreciation. The only way I, could, I the only way I'll ever enjoy the room is if I watch it in a in a, in a, in a packed theater. theater with a bunch of other crazy people. That's and the that's, only way. That's what the room. That's what made the room experience what it is. Right, is exactly. that feeling? Because you get the approval of all the funny shit, the terrible shit you say that uh-huh. you throw out there. When you hear the pop from the crowd, it becomes part of the tradition. Exactly. At that moment, everybody starts saying it. So you add like if you have something good, it becomes part of the tradition. The room is the pro is 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 it's pro wrestling. Yeah, the room is pro wrestling, or the or the, the, the interactive experience. Yeah. Like the room is independent pro wrestling. That I, I, I can see. Yeah. yeah, the room is independent pro. It's not just an independent film. The room is independent pro wrestling. And see now I can understand that a little bit better now. Yeah, there's a promotion in Reseda called Pro Wrestling Gorilla, where every show is just crowd interaction. They will like. It, like one of my favorite things that they ever do is when they someone calls slow motion. And, oh yeah! And all the wrestlers will wrestle in slow motion, <laughs> and the crowd will chant, chant in, slow in slow motion. motion. Yeah. This is awesome. <laughs> this is, you fucked up. <laughs> or one of my you sick 
fuck? Because one guy stuck his thumb up the butt of another guy (laughs) in slow motion. (laughs) He gave him the cornhole. (laughs) And the crowd chanted, you sick fuck in slow motion. Yeah. And so that's the room. Like, it, <laughs> can you imagine Booker T's dick in slow motion? <laughs> the co- the crowd reaction to that. Holy <laughs> shit! Oh man, <laughs> you big cock! <laughs> you big. <laughs> the, the, to bring back Booker D up again. Yeah. <laughs> Good God! Good God! <laughs> but yeah, it's just. Is it it's the communal experience, and I think that's what's that's what's key to a lot of entertainment now. Like that, you have to have that where everyone can interact. Like, like I said in the show yesterday, that one guy Suzuki comes out, everyone chants out, chants with him during that song. Everyone's clapping along to this guy's song. Like everyone reacts. Like this one wrestler came out, uh, Cody Rhodes. He came yeah, out. That was another and one. And everyone was booing up. He is. It's funny because people don't like his wrestling, but right now. He is the one of the best bad guys in wrestling. He is generating humongous heat, like negativity, there was, at him. There was a, a lot of uh, names that were familiar to a lot of you know uh, American oh, yeah, wrestling no. fans. Cody, Cody Rhodes, man, uh, yeah. um, the American Nightmare, right? Freaking great! That I couldn't picture a better uh, role for him to play. He the, is who, who else? Somebody else's uh, son. Was there last oh, night? Oh, bringing the uh, British Bulldog son. British, yeah, he was Davey part Boy of the the, the, the killer. Yeah, Davis both. Yeah, looked exactly like. I him. know that's the terrifying thing. Like now that he's gotten older, he he looks just like his dad. But like the crazy, he's taller than his dad ever was. Yeah, and he's just like he's just huge. And like he was one. Yeah, he was one of two guys that was fucking up Toriano. <laughs> Was there another? Oh, sorry. So let me explain. Was there another kid of a wrestler there? Oh, there's several. Yeah. Oh, no, Finley. Oh, David Finley. His dad is Fit Finley. That's right. Okay. No, there's a lot of a lot of the second generation. So he was saying that Cody, the American Nightmare, his dad, Cody, it was um his dad's no, Cody's dad was Dusty Rhodes, uh, Dusty Rhodes the American Dream. Yeah. Oh, so now that he's become this huge bad guy, he's now the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> there's 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 all this subtlety, like there's all this character work. You know, I always compare, like when people always tell me, "Oh, wrestling's fake," I'm like. It's predetermined, <laughs> yeah. but you know what else is fake? All these movies we watch, all these TV shows yeah. we watch, that's all fake too, but we take those and are entertained. Mm-hmm. What's the difference with professional wrestling? You know, it's like They stop trying to pass themselves off as, you yeah. know, quote-unquote, a real sport. It's entertainment. They are peaking opera, basically. Yeah, it's, oh, it's, it's opera, yeah. I think yeah. I, 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 one of my other jobs, I was explaining it to someone, because I, I, yesterday I was, I was wearing my Los Ingobernables hat. I'm like, what's that? <laughs> Let's see. And then Mike, a power bomb isn't fake. <laughs> yep. Yeah. The the, the it's, it's very choreographed opera, and then sometimes they can fuck. Oh, so as I thought, I saw Kiet mention earlier. So the main event last night. It's, it's another thing about this. This this pro wrestling is so good, like, especially now in this era of the internet. Yeah. So these two guys, the Young Bucks, they have their own YouTube show every week. Mm-hmm. Called being the elite. It's like before, it was just kind of a vlog of their their journey because they're always traveling. They live in Southern California, like in Hesperia, out there Rancho Cucamonga, and they'd always kind of show like they're flying to Japan, or they're flying to to, to Europe, or they're flying to they're flying to Australia. They're always and then they started doing skits on the show, and then they started interweaving the stories that they're doing in the wrestling because I showed you I I showed you an episode, and so they were in the main event and like. A story that was playing out on their show was playing out at this, at, like the, 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 the friends were fighting, like the, the, the elite is the, the, the young bucks and this other wrestler, Kenny Omega. 
the three of them are the elite. But right now, oh, they've been split up because Cody is a big bad guy. He's been he's been you know planting these seeds of discontent between them, and he's been he's been forcing them. You know, he's been forcing this negativity between everyone. Yeah. And they and it played out last night where like the, these friends they fought each other for the first time last night. Where this other wrestler Kenny Omega, he just got back with his best friend. Like his Japanese best friend, Kota Ibushi, they had a match. The gold, and then they reunited their tag team, the, the Golden Lovers. And yes, there was a lot of... <laughs> as someone kept telling me, because I, again, again I, I couldn't stop yelling out shit. Like, because they both went to go pin someone and it looked like they were spooning. I'm like, they're spooning! It's like, it's supposed to be implied! Don't point it out! <laughs> Bro, it's not gay, it's pro wrestling. <laughs> That's, that's, a, that's a quote from this one wrestler, Tommy Dreamer. It's not gay. It's not gay. It's pro wrestling. <laughs> and so they had this big fight. Like, so these two, like, these two reunited friends mm-hmm. were fighting hit, these two brothers, Young Bucks, and threw off the whole match. And again, more storytelling. It's like the, this guy, Kenny, he didn't want to fight them. Like they, he didn't want this yeah. match to happen. And so he kept tagging out. And the other, his friend, Coda, like, fuck yeah, he kept kicking the shit out of the other guys. <laughs> he just laying it in. And there's a... And, there was there was a point where they, they almost fucked up. Like yeah. there was a really like they, they they were doing the superplex off the top rope, and then we could see it from from our point of view. Like they don't, like you'll see hopefully when when you on watch Botchamania, like, you're probably gonna see it on Botchamania. It was close. Actually, there might have been something else. <laughs> there were some other botches that happened. But it's it so crazy from our angle. So we weren't at the TV angle. We were at the side, and we could see they picked up they pick up the guy, and they're gonna they're gonna suplex him in the ring. But it looks like they're going the other way. It looks like they're going out of the ring. And, and then you see the Japanese guy put his foot back and save it. And then they go the correct direction. Oh. And me and Kiet and Juan Carlos were like, oh, fuck, that could have been so bad. Yeah. Like someone could have. <laughs> and apparently at some point in the match, the Japanese Dakota got a concussion. Oh. The other guy, he had like an orbital form. Like, again, pro wrestling is fake. No, you can see at the end of the match, his face is swelling up. It's like he might have an orbital bone fracture. Yeah. Uh, like I, I won't tell you the ending because you still By have to watch way, it. By the way, I know something somewhat similar on the subject. Botchamania, this uh, last one, mm-hmm. there was a guy that got hit in the freaking eye with a baseball bat. Oh, oh I heard about this. I heard about this. That, that Shattered happened on, that orbital. Happened, yeah, that happened on, on Total Nonstop Action. Dude, it, it, he tried to hit a chair and uh, swing and a miss. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But it's, a, oh, it's just the, the show was great. New Japan Pro Wrestling. If you want to watch some high opera like where, yeah. with good storytelling, where like the stuff that happens within the match and then after the match, it like what, see what usually happens when someone defends their title right after the match is over. Their next the their next um what do you call it a challenger will come out and challenge them either just verbally or physically attack. Like if it's a bad guy, they'll come out and physically attack the guy. Yeah. If it's a good guy, they'll come out. I want to challenge you for the title. They'll come out and then like it's yeah. it's again it's like watching an anime and it, yeah. it's all it's all built and like when I did the long soliloquy before like they build stuff over the course of time it's not just instantaneous like I, that's a problem with watching WWE wrestling everything is very um yeah uh, freaking quick uh, instant gratification they 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 they'll they'll they'll, they'll, end, they'll end a story within like a couple weeks mm-hmm. just like oh we don't like this going uh and in, in this show they they build up they'll build the people. They'll, they'll hide someone for a little while. They'll put them away, not use them, and then they'll bring back a few months later, and then they'll just keep building the story. Like, yeah, they build the drama, so like, well, then they get to January 4th, and that's where they, they end a lot of stories. Mm-hmm. And then there's a, and then and it's funny because after that, the shows after are called The New Beginning. Huh. Yeah. Dull, yeah. yeah, so like, we, we, like we build up to Wrestle Kingdom, yeah. and then after that, the all shows A New Beginning, and then they build up again. And so the story continues. <laughs> One last thing I want to mention. I can't believe I didn't write this down. Mm-hmm. 
And th- I want to thank Jai Paulder for, for mentioning it a few times. You might have to cover your ears, Sam, because we're going to talk about the last episode of Dragon Ball Super. Holy fucking shit. By God. By God. By God. Yeah. It was, uh, it's pretty intense. Man. It was pretty intense. Oh, my Lord. So many things. From what I'm under, Emotions. I'm, from what I'm understanding, the voice actors are saying that they want, they're, they're looking forward to doing more Dragon Ball stuff. Oh, they're, they're waiting they're, for another series. Oh, no, there's going to be another yeah. series. No, there's going to yeah. be another series, but it's the end of the current series, and then we're, there's going to be a, a huge layoff until December, where they're gonna, and then it's going to come back. Yeah. They, they, I think they even said as much yeah. in the show, but then they kind of built it to a, you know, it's a conclusion of the current series. And then gotcha. Gotcha. It's a conclusion of the current series, but good God, was it? A, it was a great like episode. Yeah, surprises. Jiren looks like Boo. I mean, that that's like the first <laughs> thing. I'm like, uh, it's just basically Boo. Holy fuck! To, to quote Jai Paul, holy fuck! It's like yeah. again, mm, Japanese storytelling. They built mm-hmm. to this ending, and they got to it. They answered a lot of questions. They added, they added more questions. <laughs> yeah. I kind of, I'm trying not to spo- spoil for Sam, but it's just, it was so good. The one thing I, I was really surprised at, because like, I feel like a lot of the episodes going up to this, they dragged a lot of stuff out. This one just was like. Yeah, this was the opposite of everything else. This, this was uh, Dragon Ball Super Abridged. Yeah, they got through it real quick. <laughs> we, 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 we finished the last, uh, okay, because that, 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 I always make fun of it every time we watch it. Oh, there's 14 minutes left yeah. in the tournament. So what, there's 28 more episodes? A one minute would take an entire twenty-two minute episode. Yeah. Do but, you know how long a minute is, Frieza? Because <laughs> I don't think you do. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I don't think. Oh my god. Because yeah, the the because the tournament was like forty-eight minutes. It, it was like sixty episodes. <laughs> so I just I, I I saw it on YouTube earlier. Someone edited it together. So the, the whole thing's fifty minutes. What? The whole the whole tournament's fifty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Are people just flying out the sign like instantaneously? <laughs> You're just seeing people get eliminated. <laughs> so I, I, I gotta watch that. <laughs> oh, that, that that's that, that sounds like uh, that sounds like some 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 fun viewing. But man, it, it's it that was like super exciting. Oh no, oh, yeah. yeah. See, Jai Potter, if you told twenty year old Jai that Goku and Frieza would be working together, I would have called you. Let's see. Oh, well, I don't want to touch the screen because I'm afraid of what. Let me see. Let, let's see. Oh, I would have called you a heretic and gouged out your eyes. <laughs> I know that was probably one of the most yeah. shocking things. I was like, not to be spoilerific, no, but I've, I've heard oh, Goku and Frieza yeah, yeah. teaming up, fighting together. Yeah. It bah. <laughs> I, I know that little moment where like when Vegeta's watching, he's kind of like, oh, that should be me out there. You're right. <laughs> like, oh, like, poor, poor, poor Vegeta. Like, I should be out there. <laughs> yeah. God damn it. God damn it. Yeah. No, see, if Jerry had taken... You realize you just made Vegeta sound like Richard Nixon? God damn it. Oh, Black Dynamite. Oh, Goku. I am not a crook. I'm not a crook. Oh, Black Dynamite, I'm going to kick your ass. Because I'm Richard Nixon. No, it, if Jerry took... No. Bang, bang, attack. See, right here. Uh, Jai says, if he, it would have been over in 10 minutes if Jiren took it seriously. No, and that's why we hate Jiren, because he is a bastard and an asshole, and he's shitty. And that's why he's an effectively kind of a villain. And yeah, Android 17, the real MVP. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the real MVP, 17. Oh, thanks for showing up with five minutes to go, Chanel. Thanks for, <laughs> thanks for chiming in. Vegeta, Prince of all Benchwarmers? No! <laughs> How dare you call me the Prince of all Benchwarmers? I'm the Prince of all Saiyans, damn it. <laughs> you made a 
it pretty far. He, made it pretty far. he did really well. He <laughs> fucked up Tupple. Yeah. He got rid of uh, evil Wilford Brimley. <laughs> Wilford Brimley. I can't believe I had not made that connection until Joanna said that <laughs> when we were, the other night. I was like, you would think diabetes would have got to him first. Right? Exactly. <laughs> Topo should have been, oh, my foot. <laughs> I lost my foot to the diabetes. It made me hard. It made me strong. <laughs> Made me strong. I'm the god of destruction because of my diabetes. My diabetes. <laughs> god damn it. <laughs> Topo. <laughs> Although I, I, did, like, I think I brought it up before. Like the, the, my, my favorite thing is like what? Topo is freaking like Yosemite Sam. Yeah. The, the, the rabbit is freaking Bugs Bunny. And then Jiren well, is Elmer well, Fudd. <laughs> Good old. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, Dragon Ball. Super. And you know, if you follow my Instagram, you if you need a, a fix, if you need you know, since Dragon Ball Super is on hiatus, no, if you need a fix of some Dragon Ball Super content, you can go to my Instagram every Saturday night. I am I am making I, I've talked about it before. I'm I'm bringing it up again. I do my Dragon Ball Super abridged manga. I, it, I draw. It's not a just four. Super going on hiatus. It's abridged going on hiatus. You're filling the gap. I'm filling the gap. I'm 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 providing. Dragon Ball Super Comedy every Saturday night, as long as I can draw it in time. <laughs> I, I I've been good. I've been consistent for three weeks. Three weeks. Let's see how long I can stay on it. I, I I'm I, I'm eagerly awaiting. I, I've been writing out scripts. I've been trying to stay ahead. I have I have plenty of templates created. I am I am drawing furiously. So every, Saturday nights, <laughs> when 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 the, when you feel that calling. For some Dragon Ball Super, check out my Instagram at SoCalClone. I am, fill- yeah, that's right, phrasing. I'm filling the gap. That's right, Art. I do fill that gap. <laughs> You're welcome, Rosa. <laughs> you can always follow the show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Dre GB Podcast. If you happen to be listening to this on SoundCloud, and I'm actually working on trying to get it on, on Podomatic, on Stitcher. Oh, I'm, I'm going to put it on all those other things because, you know, obviously Android users can't use can't use uh, sure. iTunes. So we, we're missing out on an entire demographic of people who hate Apple. Yeah, there's a lot of people that hate Apple. <laughs> a lot of people hate Apple. There's airplanes flying. There's airplanes flying by my head. So I'm, I'm working on that. We're going we're gonna to get this show on Stitcher as well. It's on iTunes. You'll be able... To listen to this and but if you want to follow the show, Facebook.com forward slash Dre GP Podcast. You can watch us on Twitch. You can see Sam folding paper airplanes and throwing them at me on twitch.tv forward slash Dre GP Podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Dre GP Podcast. You can follow me on Instagram at SoCalClone. It's the only thing that's not on brand. Uh, I've been instructed I, sh- I should make a Dre's Geek Philosophy Instagram. I don't know what I'd post on there, but hey, maybe I will. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> there it is. You don't know what you're going to post on the Instagram page. I know what I'm going to post. So bullshit like that. <laughs> maybe we'll do shitty skits. I don't know. I gotta fix the YouTube page too. I have to, I have to get I have to step my game up on the social medias. If I'm if I, if we're ever gonna get any more more than a couple hundred viewers, so we can actually get our our, our sponsor, so we can have Noah's arcade, so this guy can can fuck uh, Noah's wife. There he goes. There he goes. Hey everybody! It's Dave Franco. It's a me, a Dave Franco. 
when are we gonna play that game? By the way, when are we, when are we gonna start giving credit to Dave Franco as a show contributor? Never. <laughs> Speaking of which, I want to thank our show contributors. I want to thank Irv Zapatapa. I want to thank uh, our newly minted show contributor, Art Solorio. I want to thank Kia Fam. I want to thank Rick Mears. I want to thank our Twitch contributor, Chanel. Um, we are doing uh, all the things here at Dre's Geek Philosophy. We're trying to expand because I realized if I'm going to sign, I'm, I'm going <laughs> to attempt to get an E3 pass for free through the media. We'll see if I can get away with a, a 200 view uh, Facebook live show. I'll be going though. <laughs> I got armies behind me with my media. <laughs> Dude, I just walked I just in. got I don't even apply. I just show up the day of with the with the stuff that I need and I get in. Oh, I'm so itchy. You're making me allergic. I'm like allergic to things that you're saying. If you make yourself a business card, I'm, I might, I might be able to wiggle you in. Hashtag phrasing. <laughs> <laughs> Let's make a business card. <laughs> thank you for watching, and thank you everyone who's emoting. Please, as if you're with us watching this live, please emote during the show. It, it helps spread the word. We were, I saw that we were actually up to double digit live viewers because, and then we have three viewers on. On Twitch, hey, we're getting more people. More people who watch, the more this succeeds. And if this succeeds, then I can do more with this than just watch paper airplanes fly by my head. <laughs> Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. This has been for for uh, at 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 Sam Z five seventy at Nostalgic Books at Dre GP Podcast. This has been Dre's Geek Philosophy. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Have yourselves a good night. Peace. Boop. Boop. Where's the button? <laughs> <laughs> I'm booping. I'm booping. Why won't it boop? <laughs>